I'm just going to relax and a musician's yelling at me to get off my phone, I'm throwing my phone. That's yeah. not even, I'm like, here, how about this for your next verse, you asshole? And then just throw it directly at his Beating face. him with your phone and be like, you should be a radio. At least we can turn our radio off. Do you also, understand how many songs I have on Spotify? I don't need you. You're irrelevant to me. He had one album he played every week. And it was Ew. bad. It was just mediocre white dude whining into an acoustic guitar. It was just unnecessary. And it made me so sad. Oh, God. We're monsters. All artists are monsters. It's All artists are monsters. Everybody's. The world is so rough. <laughs> it's so bad. This It's just all the time. It's just bad all the time. I'm fucking, you know, I turn on the news. It's bad. I turn off the news. It's bad. I don't know what to do with it. It's badness. And then it's like, maybe I can make the world a little bit better. But then when you try to make the world a little bit better, you become bad all of a sudden. And then you're like, oh, no. This is what they talk about in the movies. I'm the bad. I've turned into the anti-hero or whatever, you know, and it's just like, I don't know what this is. You're Samuel L. Jackson in Broken. Is it Broken? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Samuel L. Jackson in Broken is fan fiction that I wrote. <laughs> it's just uh, about him getting the shit beat out of him all day. It's a it's a remake <laughs> of Brokeback though. Mountain, actually, where <laughs> I have him. Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, What's-His-Face are still in it, but Samuel L. Jackson is also in it. <laughs> Um, it's just about the horses being like, isn't it nice without all those people fucking right. all the time? Do you motherfuckers understand how gay you want to be? That's what it is. <laughs> uh, what is a, okay. Well, what's something positive happening in your life? Dog, you, you couldn't pay me. You could pay me $10 million and I couldn't think of a positive thing to tell you on this podcast <laughs> right now. Everything, God. things are personally like with me within my space, things are fine, but like it does the world. I mean, I am from Minnesota, so like what's going on in the world right now and in Minnesota right now is infuriating. It's sad. It's frustrating. It's all of these things. Watching this unfurl is terrible. Like, I know that's not fun for a podcast, but like if you're in support of what police are doing to people in America and around the world, Dude. go fuck yourself. I don't need you and we don't need you. Uh, I am lucky that I, here's what, here's a positive thing I can say. So you do owe me $10 million. Um, <laughs> when, when horrible oh, things I happen, I am lucky that I have a support group of like friends. Like I have a network of friends who, you know, sometimes people reach out or like I, people I can talk to, or sometimes it's just people who I know I can talk to about anything other than what's going on in the world. And I feel very grateful for that, whether it's friends or family, like I do have people who care about me. So I can't, uh, I can't shit on that. Well, but, you're, uh, you're a absolute fucking light to people and you make people care about you. Um, Sorry, sorry. No, you like yourself, people, people can't see what I did, but I was just a hard head shake of <laughs> yeah, no, I am not no, a light. You, you, are, you hate I yourself. That's why you you're a do. good person. People who don't hate themselves are a goddamn plague on the rest of us. Certainty and confidence are the two worst things a person can have. Every terrible thing done through the history of time has been from the most confident of assholes. Sure, but those people are happy. Okay, so <laughs> no, I think what's the trade the was emo too. I think he's right. at home like I don't think girls like me. I have to, that's why I have to conquer their lands. He's like I've conquered so many kingdoms, but like, who am I really? You know, <laughs> I didn't give myself that nickname. Great, now I have to live up to it. He's just losing his mind. Can I ask you? Oh, listen, Please. I'm gonna ask you about something, and if you hate it, we'll just cut it out. All right. So, what's how old Six are you? Six inches. Oh, damn. All right. Lucky you. <laughs> I didn't know they came that big. 
Oh, we're, we're talking about index fingers, fingers, right? I don't know fingles. why I turned into oh, a small child. Oh, index fingers. Either way, I have this weird thing where I hate baby talk. I don't think it's weird. I think oh, you're going to hate having sex with me. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. You got a solid ass. I'm on board. Let's go. Thank you. More people should be saying that about my ass. Uh, man all right well, sorry go ahead fun and i don't want to make it not fun but okay no, go ahead i was wondering this uh this week can i ask you about your relationship with race because just because <laughs> listen, i know it's an insane thing to say but we're both not white people were adopted by white people but i got to slink in for the most part yeah. right like yeah. i mean it popped up growing up that it was like oh, you're a little, little different but just enough that it's like jovial here and there but for the most part i got to just like slink by as a white guy and kind of decide what my race was which is a gift in a weird way uh i guess you know no, not a weird way totally Um, i get it yeah how old were you when you were adopted i was pretty young i was like either a couple months or like weeks old so okay so to me there wasn't a lot of like understanding of what was going on in the world i was just a child born and then in a place for a little bit and then someone you know I don't I don't remember any of that so like um but my relationship now is not complicated at all but growing up it definitely was complicated because I was just around a bunch of white people and like their perception of you for a long time until you learn how to like control this a little bit like people's perception of you becomes reality right like whether it's true or not if someone thinks you're a certain way you are that to them until you are able to show them differently. So I really felt like I was in that realm for a long time of being like, Oh, you know, you're not like the other black guys we see. And it's like, well, what other black guys do you see? <laughs> yeah, what are you I don't watching? See them. <laughs> you're, you're not even, you don't even have enough channels to have BET. So you tell me what black guys you're seeing. Cause I don't know what you're talking about. Like it took me a little bit to get to where I'm at of just being like, no, this is black too. Like whatever I am, however, whatever, amalgamation of things that I am put together I am a black man and like there are certain things that I'm gonna that are collective experiences with other black people um that we're just always gonna have and there are certain things that make me different than you know other black people and like we're not a monolith so like I am very comfortable in all that now but it took a little bit to get there I think I think that's fair to say that it was uh, a little bit actually there's some I think there's some shit we'll talk about in this podcast that definitely yeah yeah that uh well like how your parents deal with it were they cool about it did they seem great were they awkward about it too never how do they deal with it they ignore that race existed completely (laughs) no idea that's for sure the albert kirshner school of thought of like that's not a problem if you don't say (laughs) it out loud right There, there was no you know no here's what you should do if you uh get pulled over by the police and like here's this is what's happening with rodney king there's none of that discussion it was just like we love you um (laughs) which is tight but just like yeah you need a little from that experience like i know my mom loves me right like yeah without a doubt my dad and i don't talk anymore but if you subscribe to the podcast uh what's up dad uh but (laughs) what if he did that'd be crazy (laughs) that'd be fucking tight dog we'll say i'd be like hey Tell your friends that don't know about me to listen. Uh, uh, this is purely because I love content and not you. Yeah, that's totally fine. I just love podcasts um, and burning down Frasier. Which I, I also have a million jokes about. Well, I guess I don't really tell them. Maybe I'll bring them back. But I have a lot of jokes about how, yes, I understand that it's weird that I was adopted and like 
now my dad and I don't talk. Like, That's so funny. That, that is, is so a detriment funny. to me. <laughs> that definitely does not. We got a bad one, Helen. <laughs> it's like, oh, it was for sure my personality. I get it. Uh, but uh, my mom now, my family now, like my siblings now, like are very open and like we can have conversations. We're we're still a Midwestern family, so there's a lot of shit where it's like you know, I'm trying to, I hug my mom. I've hugged my younger sister. I have a younger brother and an older sister. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I've hugged them. And every time we're together, I'm like, should I try for, it it feels like I'm on a first date with my siblings where I'm like, should I go in for the hug here? You know, I've been shooting out. I love yous lately. That's been my, good for you. And uh, the closest I've gotten so far is you two. (laughs) And I, that was like this week and that was a huge win. (laughs) I love that for, I love that it's a, that it's a win for you, but I also know how it it feels. It's so vulnerable to be like, I love you. And someone not to say the exact same words back to you. You're my fucking family. I know you legally love me. You asshole. Just say it once. Right. I have friends. I have no people, comedians I've met like once who are like, love you. See ya. It's, like it's that's what opened me up. Dude, the way as much as I shit on comedians, like my friend, my actual friends who are comedians, yeah. the openness of their emotions of them being like, yeah, I just don't feel great today. Like you and I have these conversations all the time. We're just like, Constantly. yeah, I just don't, you know, whatever. I feel, I feel good. I feel bad. I love you. It's good to see you. I'm, I appreciate you. Like, I'm like, do I need to get my family into comedy for them to tell me how they feel? Because we'll do like a family act, I guess. It's, it's going to come with four years of saying everything they shouldn't say. And then they'll exactly. be like at a reasonable level of open. Exactly. <laughs> I did realize that I was uh, I did that show like uh, two days ago and it was like all comics I liked. And it was uh, they had to end up moving it indoors because it was raining. So there was like two tables of people. Mm-hmm. But it was also it was a thing it was like like Lindsay's work friends. Um, they count that come out to comedy and like real life friends. And then the bar had a table or two way in the back. And, you yeah. know, normally uh, comedy would happen. Those two those tables would talk and we would just hang out with the people up front. Um, it's like this thing where people are kind of into comedy for a moment. The whole bar stopped and listened. That was yeah. great. But the hang with comics and just talking about stuff like one very real things with great bits thrown in. Right. With, like earnestness and empathy. It was just Ah, I don't know. It's I was amazing. Like, oh, I fucking miss this. Maybe I just miss having a social life and not being in my room constantly. I de- I'm with you though. Like I, I, I definitely miss the hangs, and that's why being able to do you know a podcast like this is fucking tight. Yeah. That's why why hang with the uh, with shitty comics and you got me, Big Dog Bert. Yeah. Earth. Okay. Well, I didn't know you were gonna do that. I guess this will be the last podcast. Um... <laughs> no, I need you. You're my <laughs> ticket to the moon. <laughs> Well, fuck. I mean, before we start crying and I charge you and you charge me for the therapy that we just gave <laughs> each other, uh, should we get into the podcast? Let's How do you fucking feel? get into it. What's yeah, up, baby. ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. <laughs> I'm a known comedian, Albert Kirshner. And with me today, as always, is... Ben Katzner, gardener. Gardener. Uh, I, am a, I am a gardener and not a comedian at all. Um, no. For community those who gardener. community gardener, yeah, yeah so he I don't even get like one four foot plot if he's left. I don't even get paid for this. <laughs> That's it's my passion. Um, uh, for anyone who's new to the show, if you don't know what this is, this Burn Your Heroes is podcast where we dissect our be- beloved figures from history and pop culture, just in order to prove to all of you that some of our favorite people are actual garbage all right yes. like, that is important to us there are I great think the people in the world who statement suck. which i'm so sorry for calling it that is mm-hmm. that all people are gray 
Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Black, brown, purple, yellow. You're all gray to me. I do love that, by the way. I love when people are like, I don't care if you're white, black, green. They just start saying fake colors immediately after. Like, oh, so you're not really like attached. Yeah. It doesn't matter to you at all. That's fine. Yeah. So that's what the podcast is for anyone who's new to us. Thank you for being here. Also, just so you know, we are going to like meander. We're going to talk about other Mm. stuff along the way. It's Mm. what we do. We have a good time, and we're glad you're here. Um, yeah, to- you could listen to WNYC podcast if you want no, you research can't. and editing. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's blocked to everyone who listens to this podcast. Sorry, <laughs> we're the Wild the West. We're the fun podcast. All right, yeah, we have maybe. a little bit of knowledge. I'm mostly piggybacking on other content's knowledge. Right, we got goofs. We've got charisma. Yeah, we've just got the we've got the passion to do this and, you know, the determination to really make it happen for like, I don't know, five to ten more episodes, probably. Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) this is all I have. You'll take this from me. The episodes after Ben leaves get a little sad. (laughs) Uh, This week, burn your heroes. I'll be burning myself yet again. Why did I make him leave? Oh, that would be such a fun. I (laughs) part of me is like someday I'm gonna leave this podcast just so i can hear that episode (laughs) the greatest meltdown in podcast history uh (laughs) who we burning today today, ben today is burn victim that's what we're going with today's (laughs) burn victim uh no disrespect to anyone who's been burned before god we gotta fix that uh oprah winfrey baby oprah winfrey get your aloe oprah we coming (laughs) we're more of like Uh, a sunburn than like a fire burn yeah, we're, not, it's, we're it's just an uncomfortable, like, stinging. That's kind of who yeah. we are. At sure. worst, we might blister your skin. Oh, blist- uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to threaten Oprah because I feel like she <laughs> could come after me. But... She has, well, that's actually, that comes up. <laughs> she does have, like, power. Of course. <laughs> Besides just having money, making a lot of money in the entertainment industry gives you, like, insane connections. Yes. You can put the kibosh on people's projects because you know people. Right. <laughs> and you're like, that's- oh, Someone was just telling me today that like she stopped the Kanye West project because he said the N word too much in it because she knew the person producing it. And she's like, I don't like that's how much she like censored him. It was that's freaking wild. That's really in- I, honestly, that's pretty interesting because Kanye seems like the one person who, regardless of quality, just you can't stop. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> hey, man, this is going to be bad for your career. Maybe shut it down. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that for you. Right. Fuck Oprah. And you're like, Oprah, who's even? She Yo. didn't even I didn't even mention <laughs> Oprah. It's like, this is from before. I'm still upset about Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he's upset at someone now, fuck Oprah. What? <laughs> this is about instagram oprah does seem like that um that kind of like benevolent like rich aunt who just swoops in and makes you feel bad about your existence you're like my mom and my dad love me but auntie oprah says that we should all jump off a bridge and you're like (laughs) why what she's had too many chardonnays um like yeah i'm here to help you and if you kind of go against me i can bury you forever I have the power of like, yeah, you just you be my little bird or get the fuck out of the nest. She is 100 percent said to someone, I can bury you. That is what would you if you were if you were rich, if you was if you were as rich as Oprah, what what's something you would say to someone knowing that you could get away with it? Oh, it'd definitely be along the lines of I'm going to buy this store and burn it to the ground. (laughs) Anytime someone is shitty to me, any customer service thing, like, all right, I'm going to buy this McDonald's franchise and turn into a Burger King. Yeah, I like that that way. You can keep the employees and stuff. You can just get rid of whoever slighted you. 
Yes, I love that. I would uh I would go into like a Walmart and find someone I would go to Walmarts across the country and find people who are upset about mask mandates, look them directly in the eye and be like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars to sit on this traffic cone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What I'll always have a traffic cone with me. I'll put it down on the floor. I will put a wad of cash next to it. I'll be like, "Do you want to be rich?" And just see see their morals drift. Oh <laughs> my god! Disappear. I also love the idea of like a smaller version of that. Of like whenever someone's like coming in with a phone, like my YouTube show where I expose the truth at this Walmart. They're making me wear masks. It'll be like, "I'll right. give you two hundred dollars to shut the fuck up until I'm out of this Walmart." Right. Right. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Sit here silently. Wear this mask, and then when i'm gone do your dumb bullshit hey anti-masking it's walter signing off see ya like just immediately <laughs> switching off of That's so one funny. of the most entertaining things i've ever seen on the internet is this middle-aged man talking about um he's a, a one of those globe truthers the earth is flat or whatever and he's in his kitchen uh talking about it and like setting it up and then his wife is like walking behind him he's like turn that shit off you fucking idiot oh no <laughs> it was she, so she shut his dream down on the street like clearly the earth is flat because of, oh you can't you can't see someone's like the person who's supposed to love them call them an idiot and then take anything they say seriously like, Derek, did you take the trash out yet god damn it he's just like <laughs> sorry guys i gotta go <laughs> he doesn't even know how to recycle he doesn't know shit about the earth <laughs> Don't listen so to him. that's crazy um okay so what is your what did your experience with oprah start oh, my experience it's so funny we did you uh, ever watch the show I watched a little bit of the show. I never really fucked with it because I I was like a this is embarrassing to say now, but I was straight up like a Maury Povich guy. Like I remember my sister and I used to be very into Maury. And that was before every episode was like a who's your daddy episode. But like Yeah. Oprah, I feel like I just missed I don't know what it was. I feel like I just kind of missed the window where Oprah really was hot and popping. You know what I mean? Well, because I think Did she had like it? I mean she had the show forever, but then she became like a tight a kingmaker kind of. Yeah. And so like I think I ended up bumping more into her like little goblins than her. Yeah, all, that makes you sense. Because yeah. uh, we had like I grew up with an antenna until we were like deep into high school. We didn't have cable. Same. So it was just kind of like whatever, you know, we had uh what's the other one? The uh, opposite of Maury. Um Jerry Springer. Yeah, Jerry Springer. Yeah. You're like you look back at all this show and it's like this is just us like laughing at poor people's like worst day. <laughs> For real. Well, <laughs> some of them are like scammers. That's the thing, is that that I realized is like Jerry Springer, like there's known evidence of people being like yeah we kind of fabricated the story to get on the show and we knew if we did this they would like play us or whatever more see that i like way more than the actual ideas like look at these people no suffering jerry right. seinfeld being like look at them jerry seinfeld <laughs> jerry springer being like look at the <laughs> what's suffering. the deal with this incest i don't get it well Is actually <laughs> I like dating 17 year olds. They're like a daughter. That's not your daughter. Hey man, I get it. We're all a little bit taboo here. <laughs> Kramer, get in here. Oh God. It's oh boy. It's like, I was at a car with someone and we were talking about that. And I was like, you know, I bet he's like, not a bad dude. And then we just rewatched the clip of that happening. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't have no, no, dude, yeah. that's fucking brutal. That is so fucking rough. It's like, uh, yeah, I if you just have that at the surface, if that's what you're grabbing at at the surface, yeah. that just means it's just floating there. You know, Yo. it's ready for you to take. <laughs> he's just everything. Every time he speaks, he's choosing to actively not grab the N word. Right. <laughs> just like hanging there. He's like, oh, now we'll do this one today. 
hello what what's so funny do you remember when that happened i don't remember what year it was <laughs> do, here, i don't remember what year I i'm asking like you about deeple. this reference point is it before <laughs> or after gangs of new york do you know <laughs> i think it's after why because uh, part of me wants to be like <laughs> What if he was just doing like a Gangs of New York reenactment? There's a part in Gangs of New York where he's like, there's a nigga in the church, Billy. There's a nigga in the church. Can you believe it? And I want I want to believe that Kramer was just, pull, he just watched the movie. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I was just doing, he's like, oh, there's there's one on the Laugh Factory. I thought it was like a fun thing. Are we not? Okay. That Sorry, means, I guess I'll If like then instead of what he actually said, he was just saying stuff like, you can't be in the church. And people were like, what? 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 <laughs> specific. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I. But that's. I don't know how we got here. This I yeah, love this podcast jumps, so much. And jumps. There are so many times where I'm like, "How did I get to doing my gangs of New York impression?" But then I'm like, <laughs> "I don't care. I'm happy to be." This here. is the okay. anatomy of a conversation in my head because I just like you say something and it makes me think of something and then completely forget whatever we were talking about. For sure. Like I'm going like hopping to the next thing rather than rounding out an idea like a human would. Yeah, and then like a sad little fucking janitor i come back and i sweep us back in the right direction and that's our <laughs> dynamic and that's okay janitor uh, when you first said janitor i had no faith in that but i like yeah. the sweeping all right yeah because the know. first thing i the first thing i was gonna say is monkey but i was like i don't <laughs> like that i don't like the racial overtones of that statement yeah so. i did that once on accident and i'll never yeah it's, it still sits with me and you'll never work in this town again <laughs> <laughs> i don't work in a lot of towns help there's a reason for that, Albert. Okay, it's the monkey thing. I gotta be honest. Still, God, it was Still. an accident. I promise it was a mistake. I think you should take it out of your LinkedIn profile. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I have a very intense LinkedIn profile. This is what I believe. This is who I am. I have a lot of jewelry. Do, do you have any like positive like? Is there anything about Oprah that you remember positive? Like as far as like watching the show or like doing anything? well, the whole idea like I in my head Oprah was like different than those shows that were like, ah, look how shitty these people are in that she was just like doing vibrance and positivity. Yes. And I, I like that, you know, it's TV. I didn't have it set to like, I didn't have any standards for it to like, though, this has to be quality positivity. It was just like, she was just like shrieking, be good, love yourself, be like positivity. And I think there's something, you know, decent about that, even if she did make billions of dollars off of it yeah yeah and that we'll we'll get to the that's definitely a a good point of like she made so much money and that's where you start to lose me but like i do think she there was a spirit of her show i feel like her show more i think the reason i didn't like her show as much as the other shows is because there wasn't that as much of that performance aspect it was like her drilling down asking some questions she pro- I think she used to be a journalist. I was going to look this up and completely forgot. But I feel like there was some realism in there. Obviously, there were some crazy things that she discussed on her show and like whatever. But I feel like her show had more of the spirit of like old talk shows where they used to have like, they'd be like, all right, today we're going to have Bo Jackson uh, like debate or actual racist. Like <laughs> her show had more, but you'll be like, this is insane. But then it would be like, all right, this is actually an interesting conversation. Like where they used to just have for no reason, like someone who had uh, a voice and then in like pop culture or whatever, and then someone who just was wrong. Like they would just have them and they would have a civil conversation. And I feel like Oprah's show has some of those elements where it's just like, 
hey, we're going to be civil. We don't agree with everything that's yeah, happening here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think you should take a bath in your daughter's bath water, but we are going to talk about why psychologically this might be a thing for some people. You know? Yeah, I think it had an element of hum- like being humane that I've yeah. always respected. Um, with especially with like, I mean, because she like fathered now a bunch of shows. Father, yeah, I don't know, but she like she gave spawned. birth to these. Yeah, she spawned like these a talk like... show salmon. She spawned some shows. Yes, Doctor Phil so, being one of the babies of of uh, Oprah. Yeah, this is one of the this is one of the things we both circle is kind of a shitty thing about Oprah is that without Oprah, we would not have Doctor Phil and Doctor Oz, who are two shitbag people, dude. And they're Doctor Oz is a doctor who went to good schools. Yeah. And is now just like, nah, I'm going to sell bullshit. It's like, <laughs> fucking. I, I paid my dues and learned the knowledge <laughs> just so I could ignore it. Thank you very much. He I'm a doctor. A, it's not a bad doctor. It's insane that he does this now. Um, there's some great John Oliver clips, too. One of his big defenses is like, well, we put the word doctor very little. So it's like, it's just a talk show. <laughs> like, OK, but that's that means nothing. <laughs> that's the most doctor bullshit there is. Right. Where it's like. <laughs> We'll we'll minimize it so it's not like prominent and people don't get the wrong idea. But also, I am still a doctor. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I have to, like... people have to know that I'm a doctor. <laughs> um, very dumb. But the but Doctor Phil's like big. Uh, that was like one of his draws early on was like he was the no bullshit doctor that even tough dudes could listen to because he didn't do that floofy shit. He just told you like it is, and then you like watch him a bit and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes he's just kind of a bully, and he also ke- he's like one of the few people that seemed I don't know to me he just seems like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I watch him like, you seem dumb. You know, I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you're saying. And I'm like scared that you're giving people advice. Yeah. Our our first our first clue into how he sucked. Also, he is Dr. Phil is not a real doctor, correct? Did you see? He's a psychologist. Yeah. Like I said, not not a a medical doctor. doctor. Um, but (laughs) with his show, it is like you know, he's like kind of dispensing advice and stuff. So it's like if Frazier was like Dr. Frazier has a show where you like it's kind of what Fra- the character Frazier does. It literally does might be. The, yeah, he, he probably watched Frazier's once was like, I could do that. I can do that. That's soft. That soft baby dick could do it. I could do it. I but like- you know what? You know what? No real fucking doctor does is takes a random kid they just met and goes. They're going to boot camp. You know what? Nobody ever <laughs> does that. Any any of these shows that are like, we've got these kids in fucking boot camp. These yeah. people are bad people. There's yeah. you could look online now, and there's all these people who are like, yeah, you know those child boot camp farms you sent us to? That was pretty traumatizing and kind of fucked me up. And like, I don't know. Instead of like making some big stink about me being an asshole at eleven, maybe there was a different way to go about it. Maybe <laughs> like we could also like look at the source, other right. than like our kid's a turd. Like, all right, why? What the hell? What's happened to this kid? Right. My <laughs> mom sent him to the woods so strangers can shriek at him. My mom did throw bricks at me when I didn't clean the table in the right direction. So I think this is coming from a place, but I guess you could send me to boot camp. That's okay, but you have to clean that table four times a day. You should know better. Right. At this point. right. That's 80%. Everybody knows you go left to right. What are you doing? What's happening? Absolutely awful. So they're just like, so they're definitely bad people. And like without Dr. Phil, like, I don't, this, I don't, I guess this is just, they're just a by, they're a byproduct of Oprah. Like this is, if you've ever seen like the 1999, 2000s Godzilla movie, right? Um, I think Godzilla. (laughs) 
I don't even know if this is right. I think this is true. This is this entire podcast where I'm like, I think this happened. Um, I think Godzilla like lays eggs, or if you've mm-hmm, ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they find out it's asexual. And the only thing I remember yes. that movie is someone's going like, "You can only have sex with yourself." No, no, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it, Oprah is Godzilla, and her eggs are Doctor Oz and Doctor mm-hmm. Phil. Like Oprah's just a, a force of nature. You know, she didn't know. She didn't know. She oh. Just, She's existing in the world. She didn't think she would ever be where she is, but she got there. What's she going to do? Not be who she, who got her to this place. She doesn't have a choice. Right. But then her eggs drop and then you're like, well, the <laughs> eggs are part of you. So we do have to count this against your record. I'm sorry. Oprah. It's interesting yeah. though. You say she's a force of nature, right? So she got this show. See, she got mm-hmm. attention for it. And then um, this is a little bit after the mad cow thing happened. She had a, a crazy beat, year, uh, crazy year with the mad cow disease. <laughs> Remember that? Remember it was just like the British people's problem. <laughs> right. Um, so she got like a vegetarian or vegan activist to come on and talk about meat. And I think at some point they were talking about how like these factory farms were like feeding like old bits of cow back to the cows, um, which I'm like, I'm all for shitting on factory farms. It's fucking heinous. I eat meat like constantly, but I'm come on. We got to grow up. It's fucking creepy what's happening there. Right. Uh, so she got sued by like Texas's biggest factory farm guy, which, by the way, if you're making that much fucking money off of farming is not lucrative. <laughs> it's not. It's like very hard to make a lot of money farming. Um, and so if you're making that much money, you're cutting corners. Fuck you. Right. Cutting corners. He's making millions of dollars. So big beef sued her for defamation. <laughs> Imagine getting a fucking uh, like summons or deposition or something. And they're like. All right, uh, this is Big Beef versus Oprah Winfrey. You're like, really? <laughs> There's a Beef magazine to publish articles. Why is Oprah bullying Beef? <laughs> beef magazine is my stripper name for anyone. Who <laughs> Ooh, time to roll up, roll this up, and give yourself a hit with Beef magazine. Hell yeah! Um, so, um, guess who helped her win that case? Fucking Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil somehow helped her win this case. Um, he had, I forget what, in what capacity he did this. I, that's something I should know. But that's why she's like, you're cool. I'm going to invite you on my show a bunch. And then people liked him. And then he got his own show. Interesting. See, that's, this is, this is that dichotomy of Oprah where you're like, she's just like, well, you did a good thing for me, so I'm going to try to send the, even though I don't believe in sending yes. the ladder back down to white men. She was like, I'm going to send the ladder back down. So several white out, men. It's crazy. Which is a little wild. I, oh. here's, I didn't say this before. Um, I We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I am adopted, right? So there's always been part of me, okay? Who's I don't know who my birth mother is. I'm always like, what if? What if? What if it's Oprah? You know what I mean? Like she's the right age, you know, who knows? She could have been throwing her around getting nasty back in the day. Mm-hmm. She could have taken a, st- a pit stop in Atlanta, Georgia in 1987. I don't know what she was doing with her body back then. Who knows? Right. Like yeah. that could have been. So I'm a, so the idea that she would be, like, she would help someone who helps her makes me be like, well, maybe she, if, I, if she found out I was her real son, she would help me, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I like that about her. I'm fine with that. Also, you're not going to get to peg Dr. Phil if you got little Ben Katzner clinging to your leg. You got to dump him and move True. on. She's like, ah, kid, I wish I could keep you around, but uh, mama's got to put in a little bit of work, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the doctor doesn't uh, doesn't like kids. I am convinced that my there's until I find out otherwise, there is a possibility that my birth parents are 
Oprah Winfrey and Usher, and nobody can tell me differently. Fuck, that would be cool. I don't know. God. I think I hate Usher. We might have to do him on the show at some point. All right. Um, but so, no, go ahead. Fifty Cent. I'm like only I'm like. <laughs> do is he not the candy shop guy. <laughs> Listen, the the period in which he was making music, I was only listening to Children Shriek for music. Oh I had like a huge God. thing against anything that was on the radio for most of my life. So my music knowledge is kind of dumb. Holy shit. Uh, I love you so much. That's so funny. Is that the candy shop guy? No, that's the guy that's who... the fire one. The burning song, right? That's the Everything's guy. Yeah, on that's... fire. It's all burning down. That's my song. Yeah, I wrote that for him. <laughs> nice. He's the guy who gave someone herpes and has been throwing out uh, like fake money with his face on it as promo at strip clubs recently that's <laughs> cool that's it gave nice. someone herpes that's herpes is now uh it's actually like cool to have herpes um so don't spread the stigma please okay yeah it's so <laughs> cool. like a guy oh. who just got herpes <laughs> couldn't you couldn't be more riddled with herpes right now in my mind after saying that i'm like no okay i guess uh, it's fine i was on Albert, a date wink, with wink. someone once who told me they had herpes and was explaining how it works because it's actually like Pretty easy to not give it to someone if you have. What it. comedian was that? Okay, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that I knew. You know that I knew. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Well, because every I fucking exactly comedian is herpes. <laughs> exactly, they do. I know. Talking about problems. Um, and it was funny because it was like late in the date and we were drunk, and I was just like, my only thought was like, okay, pretend you're being thoughtful. Pretend you're being thoughtful. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then at the end of it, like, okay, cool. I don't care. <laughs> right. Just like yeah, well, um, like, I would still like to get laid, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, mother, mother, may I? Oh, you know what's great is I didn't then, because uh, then I like at the last moment I got self conscious of living in a tiny windowless cube with a mattress on the floor. You know how like women always complain about the shitty beds that dudes take them home to. For some mm. reason, I internalize a bunch of that and then would like not pull the trigger on a lot of dates because I was like, oh, I have a terrible life, and then we just go home alone, being like, wait, why did I do that? I do think it's important to realize that everything they say about those people is about you. Like, I don't want, <laughs> you need to know that. That's that's good to know. That's actually yeah, clearing yeah. it up a lot because it was the confusion that was really freaking me out. I was like, is this about me? Exactly. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. God, hit me with a buzz. Okay, so Oprah is Godzilla. Dr. Phil and Dr. Yeah. Oz are her eggs. Part and of her their eggs, Their eggs are fuck. Dr. Phil, without Oprah, essentially, Oprah basically made bad uh bad baby bad barbie whatever i can't remember which one it is uh the catch me outside girl without oprah she would not exist think about that that's the ramifications of that uh, that alone like and then without if i didn't if oprah didn't exist dr phil wouldn't exist she wouldn't exist and if she didn't exist i wouldn't know creepy men who are like i can't wait until she turns 18 you know what i mean like is that real life people trying to fuck the catch me outside girl yes dog and i feel like i'm like Okay, I guess we'll just never talk again. But I also <laughs> yeah, hope that's crazy. To, I hope you like lo- are locked in the basement forever. Like this is horrifying. Also, what was her episode about? What was she there for? Just saying, like saying <laughs> cool lingo. She was, she was a bad teen. She was a she was a bad young teen, and her mom was worried about her. And then she just goes, "Catch me outside. How about that?" And everyone's like, "This bitch is the next one." And then that was just the end of it. It's crazy. Uh, our culture and the way we just like drag people through the circus is fucking insane. I love it's it. Unbelievable. I'm super on board. Um, yeah, goblins. Okay, so Dr. Phil, one of his biggest crimes. Uh, this guy's a piece of shit, by the way. He had, yeah. what's this guy's name on? Um, Todd Herzog, who had just won uh, one of the uh, seasons of Survivor. 
Shout out to Todd. He is one of our Todd. Patreon subscribers. So the episode was about people suffering with addiction. And Todd Herzog, after after winning Survivor, became like a severe alcoholic and was like almost dying. And then they had him on the show. And then fucking before the show, they put a fucking full bottle of vodka in his green room. And after he Jesus pounded it, Christ. someone gave him a Xanax. Holy so shit. he comes out on the show completely wasted. And Dr. Phil is just throwing him under the bridge. Look at what a disaster he is. Look how fucking drunk he is. The show got him drunk. Okay, Fuck yeah, you, that's one hundred percent. I'm putting that on Oprah. That's on Oprah so, for sure. Okay, the theme of this, a lot of what I'm finding is Oprah. If she likes you, she will stand up for you. And I think there's something, there's something cool about that. Until you're like, all right, then you support these men who do these weird ghoulish things. Right. And like at some point, maybe distance yourself from Doctor Oz before he gets someone killed because he did. He did. Right. Oh no. Like yeah, you're standing up for people who are de- denying that. Uh, coronavirus is a real issue in the world i think her line of how long she'll stand stand for something before backing down is reasonable right because she doesn't immediately back down when someone confronts her but if she does learn like real information she will then be like okay this isn't a good example i think is she was really pumping the secret for a while Mm -hmm. then this lady contacted her and goes i have cancer i'm going to use the secret to heal it and she's like oh baby no no yeah Yeah, exactly she's like still pro the secret but she's like maybe you could use the secret and modern medicine right the lady didn't died just like i mean if she didn't want to die she shouldn't have got cancer i don't know she should have gotten better at vision boarding (laughs) sloppy craftsman skills that makes me sad. Um, yeah, that's not. That, I will you're say, right. That's not. That's not Oprah's. That's fault, not. No. But like, and then she. And I think. I mean, listen. My, again, to everyone listening to this, our research is uh, looking at four YouTube clips uh, ten minutes before we do this. And that's remember, Albert's research. My research is definitely half that minimum. <laughs> um, but I do. I will say, like, she seemed quick to be like, okay, but like, medicine is good. <laughs> yeah. And to not be like this. Yeah, the secret will solve cancer. Um, and she was just trying to pump up, like, you should probably have a good attitude about things you want to do. So that's yeah. like, I'm finding this weird conflict in that, like, a lot, a bunch of this shit arises. And then, like, how she deals with it is not necessarily terrible. Maybe. Yeah, here, here's what throws her over and makes her burn worthy for me um, is she's a fucking billionaire. OK, and I don't think that you name name me a good, good good billionaire i don't think you can do it i like elon musk is a trash person he should yeah. not have you know like it, minimum he shouldn't be allowed on twitter he Just doesn't like, like the color uh, he doesn't like the color yellow so he's like making all these uh tesla warehouses not have yellow in them right. so there's but that's like what you need in warehouses to know like where forklifts should go and where you can walk safely so people there's like a bunch of accidents because right. it's not like properly labeled um right. and then when a journalist pointed that out on him he just like threw a big baby dick fit at him <laughs> That's the other thing. He's also like an unstable person who's like, oh, you're a pedophile because a guy like said he didn't need him. Right. Didn't use his like like tried to jam himself into a situation that he didn't need to be in. And then when people told him that he called the guy a pedophile, called a Navy SEAL a pedophile. I hope that guy finds him in in the just drowns him in the lake sometime. Yeah, it might not have been that Navy SEAL, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're done. This is over. Uh, whether so, whether it's Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or fucking even even Bill Gates is like probably the person I'd point you to be like he does good. Th- All of them do things that are yeah. good, but I'm like if you have if you are a billionaire, I highly doubt you can ethically say you got to that point without hurting other people. Right? Oh yeah, I mean Microsoft like 
stomped out other companies to right. get who they were. He fought hard for a monopoly like every billionaire does. And then, yeah, he became a billionaire and he spends a lot of that money back on communities and people and blah, blah, blah. But like, mm. Who, who doesn't get to have a company because they got in Microsoft's way at the wrong time, you know? Right. And like, I just think, I just think there's something there of just like, you have enough money to fundamentally change the way the world is for the better. And we're still where we are. I don't think billionaires are good. I'm just going to say that. So Oprah's trying. Here's one thing Oprah's trying. Is she though? Um, she opened up this like, it's so weird. This is such an American way to solve this problem too. So in South Africa, she opened up a woman, like a center for young women, like a school and it's like a school and beauty center. It's supposed to like, her argument is like, I'm going to, so I'm going to fill it with like bougie things that pretty much no one here sees like spas and shit. And I'm going to surround these girls with beautiful things and people who call them beautiful. And it's gonna be a part of this while they learn and stuff also. And like have re- access to resources and then that's going to make them feel better about themselves and then also have like skills and abilities and it's just been like kind of a fucking disaster it's like for a while um the one of like the girls who was teaching started raping a bunch of the girls maybe Jesus fucking christ um, you gotta warn me before you... <laughs> it, well because then it put came... that in the show flow we're gonna talk about no i'm just kidding but um well, the, okay, so I was reading about this, and then it's like she got into it with the people who ran the school, and then it got out that maybe that lady didn't do that, and so we're like actually not sure sure where that ended up, but it just like kind of went poorly, and I don't think it's like I think she dumped a bunch of money into a thing she didn't really fuck with anymore, and then That's it had like saying. you know it's just like elsewhere, so shit's happening there that she's not really on top of, and then like whenever it blows up, she has to go deal with it. Yeah, I don't. That's the thing with billionaires. Okay, don't dump a bunch of money into a thing that's a tax write off for you. Pull your all you rich assholes. Pull your money and make sure that our planet doesn't fucking get destroyed in the next fifty years. You know, like create. I don't know. Create a new country that can be utopia forever. I don't care what you do, but do more than what you're doing right now. Like make sure all these people, people who are starving have food, make sure people have shelter. Like there are yeah. actual tangible things that you can do. Or just like non-sexy things like pump money into politics that aren't trying to no. start wars. Just, you know, like no pump money into destroying politics. Sorry. <laughs> You'll never get me on board. Do not put your Oprah, keep your goddamn money out of politics. <laughs> Listen, if politicians are just going to do what people pay them, like billionaires pay them to do, why don't we have billionaires who pay them to like give us universal basic income, healthcare, things that like people actually, benefit from okay um, I'm, I'm back on board i'm sorry I, blew up there. <laughs> I also don't know what i'm talking about so it's all right but like there are also like non-sexy things you could do like you could i mean like you could help you know like no one wants to do it but someone should just dump a bunch of money into new orleans infrastructure it would be incredibly helpful sure. they're like really behind and people no one no one wants to be like amazon doesn't want to be the company that actually like helps the city you know they want to go to a town and like leech off of it but it's like you have the money go help the city of new orleans if you buy moving there maybe i don't know yeah amazon is the most fucking uh it's the most disappointing helpful thing that is ever like using amazon is you can be like if i'm ordering a fucking steak knife off of them off of amazon i am actively ruining somebody else's life like not even a question however it gets to me so fast like do you understand like how do i say no to like it is one of the craziest things that's ever that's because ups will stop and go to the bathroom and not just piss in a jug on the way to you (laughs) oh you you have you use human beings for your service Uh, what are you a baby i can't believe they uh, managed to 
uh, crush down that union vote. Anyways, God bless. Everything's great. Oh, yeah. Duh. Duh. Uh, <laughs> Oprah's friends with Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. We should have just jumped right to that. Um, in like a weird way. I mean, she like she never like when it came out, she never like supported him. She like condemned him publicly, which some people like hesitated to do. But I don't really think that's like a good thing to wait because like the idea is that everyone knew yeah so to wait until like oh now he's finally getting burned for this after he's like kind of helped with my career a little um this guy's a fucking asshole but also like she was a famous person so it's not unheard of that she has a bunch of pictures of harvey weinstein and doesn't like really like i who knows what her actual relationship with that man was because uh, a lot of rich people in media are going to be around that guy right because that's he's a rich person in media I heard that she's breaking him out of prison as we record this podcast. I don't know. Do you think that's too much? <laughs> um, she peddled that book a million little pieces. And she kind of like, it was like a guy who was like a drug addict and had all these terrible things happen to him. And he's like crazy, horrifying stories. And she had him on the show. And then it came out that like a bunch of them were fake stories. I, mean, I remember that. ended him maybe a little longer than she should have. But then, uh, then she had him back on the show after she was convinced he was a liar and fucking roasted him. That's good TV. Honestly, that's good TV. <laughs> yeah, good so I like that. Uh, one of my favorites though. Now, I guess I'm just like listing my notes now. That's but, okay. No, yeah, go um, ahead. One of my favorites is what's the book called? It's so fucking funny. This is um, American Dirt was one of her books on her like, you know, the Oprah's book club, which by the like suck, suck at New York Times bestseller. I got the Oprah sticker. It's the dream get right. And so American mm-hmm. Dirt is a story of a Mexican Mexican immigrants fleeing cartel violence to America written by a white lady. Is this this is recent, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. This, yeah. So because um, her in the reaction to it she uh she had the stuff on the like digital own network mm-hmm. or whatever or, uh, her like digital platform is so it must have been pretty recent because i think that's pretty new and the clips i saw of like pretty much a bunch of hispanic women being like so you have never had like a hispanic author right <laughs> but then this book is here <laughs> right um and she her reaction was like you know I don't want to like say I don't want to kill creativity. If you have a story, you should just tell your story. And then people are like, "Yeah, but that's not that lady's story." Right? She keeps calling everyone Tio in it. I don't <laughs> think she knows what it means. She wrote "I Caramba" fifty times. <laughs> <laughs> She's just doing Doctor Nick from The Simpsons. I don't understand what this is. Um, the car thing. What do you think about the car thing? I think that's that is the epitome of uh, t- like. Uh, daytime tv talk show culture um so for people who don't know this was a while ago this was like early 2000s this was one of the early big uh big pops for her i feel like yeah so the thing that everyone kind of like jokingly when they reference oprah now does is like you're getting a boat you're getting a car look under your seat something's there right that all stems from this time on her show where she gave away to the entire audience free quote-unquote cars right the build-up can i say throw down the build-up of this okay so she got like eight people who needed a car really badly she had eight people on stage and she was like i know your life is hard you guys all have one thing in common you really need a car so boom i got you guys a car and everyone in the audience you have this little box one of you is going to be having this car soon. So it's like she's like talking up about talking it up a bit. She's like, in one of your boxes is a key, and that person's going to get another car also. And everyone's all excited. She's like, all right, open your boxes, and boom, all the boxes had a key, and everyone gets a car. <laughs> Dancing on on each other's bodies. Yes. Throwing titties um, around, really just living it up because so. they all got cars. <laughs> However, 
It's important to know that she's not buying people cars. All the shit she gave away were all given to her by the whoever, like Pontiac gave away all those cars. That's how it works. And I'm not mad at that. That's, that's yeah. just good business. Um, I get it. And this isn't nefarious. This was just like no one had really done this. So no one knew this was going to happen. Was it like a bunch of those people were like really needed a car because they were poor. So when they got poor and then they got this $30,000 gift to them, the government wanted $7,000 from them to keep it. How you you're saying it as if how could she know? But you do know because on um the on Wheel of Fortune, right? Like you have to. This is a thing. Like you have to pay taxes on that shit or whatever. Like this is not a new thing. She didn't. This isn't just a thing that she's like. Oh no, they're coming after me. It's like no, no, no. We've been doing game shows for forever, and Whoa. every time there's like a gift, there's a you can't. It's not. We can't just give you a gift or whatever. Like you have to. <laughs> well, right. And I think that's what they didn't. I think they thought they could just give the gift. That's insane. As a gift and not classified as like a prize. Because prizes do have taxes. But this wasn't like you did a thing and you won something. This was Oprah dragging you on stage and then shoving cars at you. Sure. Just um, for full disclosure, yeah, Albert did work on the show in 2004. It was my idea. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was working at Pontiac. I had a bunch of cars to unload. Oprah did me a solid and I will but, fight for so her. So all these people are for, you know, for 15 minutes to more than whatever, for a day, they're like, oh my God, Oprah got us a free car. Johnny, guess what? Yeah. We're going to be able to, we're going to be able to live our lives again, you know? And then two days later, they get a message from the IRS and they're like, yeah, we're going to need $7,000 in taxes on that car you got. Uh, pay off or we're going to take like, your house. You can't get a car at all. Like, I don't know the person who's like, I need a car desperately, but I'm holding out so I can afford a brand new $30,000 Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, if you really need a car, you can get one for $7,000, like for less than $7,000. You can, you can find a used car. If you really yeah. like, if you're like desperately needing a car, you'll make that work. So like the idea is that like, then these people probably didn't have $7,000. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Just laying around to take the hit. So, but the people who did better just sold it. That was the the ones right. who thrived were like, all right, we'll sell this fucking like, shitty car. I don't pure care. profit. Yeah, we'll take that. Not a big deal. Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> I can pay the government back, and I can use uh, my new business. I yeah, somebody did that. So I think I think now's a good point to kind of wrap up and just be like, like kind of parse through what we think. Because Oprah, this is out of all the ones we've done so far, this is a person I'm definitely like. I'm sitting here. I'm like, yo, this is a powerful black woman who could be my mom who has done some good things and who has done some shitty things like yeah like boosted jenny mccarthy's anti-vax campaign that's probably right. a bad one that's probably not good it's not great um, uh, <laughs> but so so on a, so let's let's try our our regular shitty scale that we do uh okay and we'll, i got we'll a i got a hot one so. i got a hot got scale one? yeah okay, yeah, yeah. it's got? car related okay the scale is uh um, so hold on we should say you, we need to explain first. So when we talk shitty scale, we need to say, one, this person, we don't think this person is shitty at all. Ten, we think this person is very shitty. Now go. Okay. Okay. Give me two seconds. Two seconds. Uh, I mean, you could have used that entire time. I am trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And again, remember, you are talking about my potential mother when you write. <laughs> okay. The one being the shittiest scale would be she gives you a car and it fucking ruins your life. Like you mm-hmm. can't pay back. You don't have enough money to pay the IRS. You can't find anyone to buy the car. So you can't pay them back. And then you go to prison for tax evasion and your life just 
unravels from then. So how shitty is well. how shitty is Oprah? And that's a one. That's <laughs> but a not one. very shitty. That's that. Oh god, I got it backwards again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I will one. never we'll never stop doing this bit because it never stops giving me joy. That's so funny. <laughs> we're gonna reverse it every other time. hundred percent. And people need to hear this though. They need, to, need to, know to know how the meat is made. They need people to know need to that know. we're feeding cows to cows, baby. There we are. Mad oh. cow disease more like mad cow cure okay boom a car okay so that was your one uh you get a car from oprah and you're so rich already that you just launch it into space okay not a bad deal not a big deal i needed some debris to add to the space debris that's going to start killing people as they try to go to space that's a separate thing we'll talk about sometime (laughs) um we got to do an Elon Musk episode. Anyway, except nobody thinks he's good. Yeah, <laughs> so. like he's clearly a villain. <laughs> right. Um, and then 10, the worst being that, yeah, so she gives you this car and it just ruins your life financially. The people in your life resent you for it because you got something free and they're petty and terrible. Um, the government puts you in prison because you couldn't afford to pay for that car. Your child steals a car and flees to another country. You never see them again. You can't get a job when you come back out. Life is just hell until the day you die because Oprah gave you a car. I put, I think honestly, I'm going to give her, and I know we're cowardly because we always kind of go for the middle. I'm going to give her a fucking five. I think you get the car you hate Pontiacs. You hate <laughs> the car. You think it's mediocre. It makes you look like a middle manager or a traveling salesman, and you can't afford to just get a new one. You have to ride it out, and you were raised by people who lived through the Depression, so you're raised not to throw things away, so you drive mm-hmm. that fucker into the ground, and because of your roots, you take care of it, so it lasts for fucking ever just gnawing away at you that you have this car you're obligated to keep you give it to your grandkids and like hey take care of it it's got a story right yes and i kind of hate it right i don't like it but it does have a story okay (laughs) all right where are you putting her on the scale okay so on a scale of one to ten of shittiness how shitty is oprah one being least ten being most and we get to project our own shittiness onto the scale one for me, you did such a good job of like tying it into the thing. One for me was falling asleep during a work meeting. Okay, that's a one. How shitty is falling asleep during a work meeting? It's inconvenient, but worse things have happened, right? So that Wait, are we talking Zoom or live meeting? Let's talk Zoom. Let's okay. say Zoom. Yeah, because I feel like falling asleep in a real work meeting is going to be a fucking hassle. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Your boss so is going to be bummed. Zoom work meeting. That's a one. Okay. How bad is Oprah? Yeah, one. I don't know. Maybe falling asleep at a Zoom work meeting. Sure. Or 10 being the worst possible shittiness that someone could possibly be. Uh, that feeling uh, transforming into falling asleep on the bus and waking up to a stranger sucking your toes. That's a 10. Oh, that's so bad. Oh, no. So Get on my that feet scale, out of your mouth. Get them out. <laughs> I've been on my feet all day. Are you sure oh, you want to be doing this? God. That's where I they spit. Look up at you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. On your feet? Yeah, I spit on my own feet. I'm a fucking freak, but I keep it to myself. <laughs> like a goddamn American. Um, <laughs> so on that scale, from one to ten, least to worst, I would say Oprah is a four. I'm with you. She's not, you know, she's, she's, you take your feet off on the you take your shoes off on a bus ride after a long day and someone accidentally sneezes and they get a little spittle on your feet that's what oprah is all right ah. she's a four. 
<laughs> hey, Not can you turn purpose. away next time you sneeze? Jesus. Like, Cover your mouth. Where's your mask? <laughs> okay, so now punishment. Because well, I feel like... Do you, do you think she's redeemable? Yeah. I, first of all, I think we both think she's like a redeemable person. Like, she's done good things. She's done... She hasn't done anything that we know of that's outright shitty other than being a billionaire, right? Yeah. Um, she's made these little goblins, like you said, that run around and have fuck shit up. But that she didn't know they were going to be like as far as billionaires go. I mean, like she's not pulling the shit that fucking Bezos did, like up the prices of necessary goods during a pandemic, even though he was already going to make billions from them. You fucking God, someone should kill him in the the street. It would feel good to see. Um, I think her punishment should be she keeps her money. She gets to keep her lifestyle, everything. But from now on, whenever she has a medical problem, she can only use a product Dr. Oz endorses on a show oh that's brutal that's good that would yeah. redeem Oprah 100%. <laughs> she'll be dead in a year but you can only <laughs> take medical advice from dr oz and i will put in dr phil to be like yeah. oprah's like i don't well, know you just gotta I'm... man up oprah <laughs> oprah's like um gail and i our friendship is really just falling apart we used to be really close and now stedman's kind of getting on my case I, I i just think i really need some xanax can you subscribe me some some xanax and dr phil's like Oprah, you're going to boot camp. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Oz is like, well, I got these Ethiopian juju berries. They're going to be the the right stuff. They got a lot of the albino acids that you need for your body. Oprah, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to be shitting blood. Okay. (laughs) I want you to know. But But that blood shit is just the poisons leaving your body, your brain Mm. body. That's medical school, probably. It's been a long time since I've cared about being right. There's a lot of doctors who have like worked at hospital. He's because he still has a job at a hospital. So there's a lot of doctors like, hey, could we fire him? Because he's like, his show is sending people here. <laughs> right. So I don't. So I don't personally think that Oprah deserves to burn. I do think that our punishments for her no. are the correct. I would love to watch Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil fight fuck each other to death in the street. Uh, what I was think that th- second part you said there? <laughs> what? Fight fuck, you know? I'm sorry, is that a <laughs> thing know, that fight people fuck. are doing? Are the kids fight fucking? It's an ancient Roman tradition. Mm. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't understand it. You're not cultured. You don't read history. Uh, yeah. I was more of a Greek guy myself. <laughs> so. God. Um, pretty much, I love, like, we could do the show for pretty much any popular figure from Greek or Roman history and be like, yep. Yeah, and they fucked boys. And <laughs> that's it. That's immediately <laughs> I was like, what if I just sit here and don't respond to that at all? And that, that's what it felt like. It felt I just great. wept. <laughs> all right. Well, Albert, where can uh, people find you if they want to connect with you? On um, I'm on the internet, on Instagram and Twitter at Hot Young Albert. I don't partake in many of them. Please uh, find me or book me on shows in New York City. You'll, like you'll never find me, but find me and then book try. Me. At least try. You know, tell me that Definitely you tried. Try. Fully vaxxed, half waxed, ready to party. Let's left side. Left Stand side. Up. Ben, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Shaq Katzner, Shaq like the basketball player, Katzner, K-A-T-Z-N-E-R. Uh, uh, find me on Twitter and uh, I don't know, I'm around, whatever, man, I'll be around. I'm doing some shows finally, which is nice. Ooh. I will also say, I didn't tell you this pre-production meeting. I also set up an email for us. Uh, so oh, anybody yeah. who Smart. has comments for us, who has questions, who has suggestions for people that we should burn, uh, you can find us at burn your heroes pod 
at gmail.com. God, I hope that's the right email. I'm looking at my phone right now. <laughs> I'm glad you're uh I'm glad you're the one setting this up. I think there's a you have like a diplomatic voice to you, and I think you'll deal with the centers well. And I'm only gonna say eat shit and die to most of the emails we get. No one's gonna Just, email us. That's why I'm okay with it. No one's gonna give a shit about this. But eat I think it is the- I'm never gonna tell someone to eat shit and die. That's bravado. I'm sorry. Please let me apologize for that. Yeah, unless I meet Oprah. Uh <laughs> yeah. But the the email is burn your heroes pod at gmail.com so here's what we'd like from you give us suggestions on people you'd like us to talk about we'd absolutely love to hear that from you um feel free to give us feedback on the show we want you to feel like you're part of this because you are i have like i talk about all the time i have people reach out and i love it um and also just uh i don't know whatever we are looking for some like unburnable people or people you feel are unburnable um and then as always like podcast stuff guys all the algorithms are absolute garbage and evil but please if you if you do enjoy it like go through the nonsense of liking um uh, reviewing subscribing all that helps us uh get to do this more yeah we're not too cool to say we need you to like this we need you to rate and subscribe and like all the things and also probably just as important Please, like, if you like this and you think there are people in your life who like this, tell your friends, okay? We're trying to do a thing where we're, uh, we get people who are interested in the shit interested in this. So, And if you, and, know, if you know people who like the people we're burning, make them listen to it. <laughs> definitely give it. Send this to people you hate, for sure. <laughs> yes. People you hate who like the people that we hate, they need to hear this the most, I would say. if That's just podcast science honestly so, <laughs> podcast science that's not another our next podcast that's our next podcast. we do just as much research but it's all science based but if you listen to this we love you and we want to hear from you so definitely hit up the email definitely reach out to us on social media um and you know whatever i'll put albert's phone number out there so you can contact him directly oh my god it'd be fun. nice if anyone did <laughs> so lonely help i'm just kidding show. i don't a text <laughs> the, that's not true he replies to all my texts so you know uh that's the show we love that's you the show. be safe be safe oh be the safe a nightmare night nightmare oh.